Welcome to another episode of Play On with myself, Ashton O'Reilly, brought to you by sportstalk.ie. We'd like to thank Dublin's premier nightclub and hotel, Copperface Jacks. And on this episode, it's all about the cats. I'm delighted to be joined by former Kilkenny goalkeeper and five-time All-Ireland winner, David Herity, and Camogie All-Star and All-Ireland winner, Grace Welch. Lads, you're very welcome. Thanks very much. Thank you. And so, uh, for retirement for yourself, David, it's obviously a hard decision to come to after so many years, and you had so many successful years as well. And I think you announced it around the time that Tommy Walsh announced it as well. I think it was the same year, wasn't it? Maybe. It was, yeah. yeah. I think it was Tommy was the first to go, I think, around the time. He went fairly soon, and it was actually brilliant when Tommy went, because... You know, at the start of that year, I, I decided I was going to go anyway. I decided in, in January, no matter what had happened, I knew I had two operations coming along, and I know there's a little rocky goalkeeper called Owen Murphy coming behind me who was just tearing it up like there was no competing with him. And obviously, by the end of the year, I'd, I'd, Owen had, had played in the All-Ireland final, but he was phenomenal. And I knew then, obviously, going into getting two two surgeries then over the winter time, you probably weren't going to be back till May, which means you're going to be another year as sub. And I know it's great kind of playing with Kenny. It is phenomenal. But if you're not playing, yeah, you know, often I know you kind of mentioned at the start there about five all earns. I'd always kind of cringe at that because, you know, you'd, you know, you're not playing in all of them. So that to me now, I'd nearly have more pride in under 21s that we won with because you're playing because I don't, it just doesn't sit well with me. Any of that kind of stuff. I never hear it. Anyway, not to, <laughs> to put you in that way. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's just just funny, but it it was just about leaving. Uh, yeah, I was leaving anyway, and um, ah, yeah, I, I met up with Brian in Spring Hill. I asked, I asked to meet him. Um, I rang him up. I remember doing it, and he has a funny kind of, it was something unusual. But he never answers the phone to you. Like he'd always, I don't know. It's like he panic. I don't know. Does he ever panic? But you ring his you ring his phone. He'll never answer, but he'll ring you back a minute later. <laughs> and I don't know what that is. It's like when you walk into it's a dressing room with him. Credit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't that now, but he, he uh, but like you walk into a dressing room, if he walked in, because I'd be the first seat in the, in the dressing room, if he walked in, he'd never say hello, he'd wait for you to say hello to him first. Is that a control thing? I don't know what it is, Very, I've always found it unusual, but I actually tried to bring that into management then, it didn't work, <laughs> but you know, because people just think you're, you're strange, but yeah, no, I met up with him, I asked to actually meet him while I drive over to your house, and he goes, Jesus, no, um, <laughs> So I met up with him in Spring Hill, but um, yeah, we had a great chat. We, we spoke for probably, geez, I think it was two hours. Um, it was just unusual. Like, because he was, he, you know, he came in with his, he came in with his big, strong demeanor. But then as soon as I said it was retiring, he was able to relax. And then he kind of, he, he opened up as much as I suppose he ever could open up and say that he was, um, he was trying to, I suppose he was trying to say in ways, he, he knew that he hasn't, he, he's probably not going to leave Kilkenny with, a massive amount of friends like you know that's what do you mean by that as in you know everyone has the utmost respect for brian but i suppose he hasn't gotten close to anyone over the years like is that his management style to not it is absolutely so he yeah. wouldn't ring you up or Jesus, no he would no. never 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 ever um i'd ring him up I'd, i had to ring him up twice in the in the last year to say i was missing i've missed i missed three trends in total that, well, my, in my time that was there but two of in them all were, the years yeah but um God. One of them was I had an opera- actually had an operation at something like three o'clock, or I had an operation at eleven, and I got out at three. But then I tried to make train, and then for seven that after night after an operation, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it, then he, he kind of said, "No, you're probably okay." But then I missed out on two more because both my grannies happened to die within the space of a month. But I remember it was funny. He um, he brought that up. He was trying to show that he is a compassionate man, 
uh, when when he was retiring, and he goes, look at like you know people think that I I'm this way and that you know I don't I don't care for the players and so on. He goes, but like I let you go to your two grannies' funerals. <laughs> he did not. And then he goes, and I remember then he followed up. He goes, and I let John Power like he he wanted time off for exams. And then he goes, now I was always going to let you go to your granny's funerals, but he was trying to just prove <laughs> like, that oh, this oh, is thanks. me. This look at such a nice friendly man I am. That I was just thinking, Jesus, okay, that's. You're, Gee, you're that's scraping really the barrel. interesting, yeah. But yeah, but he he said he wasn't there to build friendships. He was there to build a legacy, and that was his way of doing it's it. It's funny he, though. Him, like, how do you think that works for Amandre? Like, you think you need a bond with the yeah. players, and I think you had a bond with the players back in in ninety nine, two thousand, and two thousand one. And then uh, you know, listen to any of the lads. The the last of Galway in the two thousand and one semi final. He ba- he went along and he culled a load of them at the end of that year and I think then from then on the lads just saw a whole different man it was kind of that's it I'm going he changed I'm, it I'm up I'm changing then. up yeah. everything Mr Freeze there basically in the dressing room the whole time and, and everywhere but he's uh, I don't know has he changed back in the last few years but at the same time yeah no look it, it, but it's working for him he's the most successful manager isn't he he is the most successful manager I don't know I think he I think the, the 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 role of a manager nowadays is changing. I don't think he can be that that way inclined anymore because he's he's the most unbelievable motivator you'll ever have. Like he says the same thing every single time, but changes up in such a way that you you always want to win for him. It, it's incredible. You could I could say the exact same speech that he does every single time before a match, but he's just so good at it. He's brilliant. Like don't get me wrong with that, but it's um it's just unusual. Like even there last year we Jack sorry not to to go over there, but we're at Jackie Tyrrell's wedding. And we went into um, we went into a pub afterwards, you know, between the between the actual wedding, the uh, and the, the ceremony. You know, you yeah, head off yeah, to a different yeah, pub. Yeah. So we went off to one anyway, and we're over by the window. Now there there could have been, tw- could have easily been twenty five lads that have won all Ireland. Could have been easily a hundred all hundred all Ireland medals in that room. Lads and their wives and girlfriends were all there. And anyway. we're over by the window, and next thing we saw, Brian was coming in with a, with his wife Elsie. And in it, like any time he comes in near a room, there's there's immediate silence. He just has that ability just to like if you walked in here now, just everything would shut down. You just he has that that. But he walked in and he walked straight through the whole room. And there's ten, could be fifteen lads there, could be ten lads there. Walked through the whole room. Everyone continued on. Never made eye contact with anyone. Didn't say hello to anyone. Walked into the back and they were looking for someone. It could have been Dunnock or her son who was at the wedding. And he just went. Uh, uh, you know, Elsie said, yeah, no, they're not there. And he just turned around and walked back out again. He was thinking, it's just, I don't know, is strange. that, is it strange, is it sad that, yeah. that he couldn't just come up to the bar, you know, yeah. to lads, that it, these are, and again, we're all, most of us had retired, Connor Fogarty probably hadn't, but uh, he's probably the only yeah. one. Maybe, like at that point, a lot of you had retired, so you're, you're away from the game, you're away from, you know, the team of him managing it, so he doesn't have to have that, like, you know, doesn't have to have some sort of face in him, but he obviously maybe felt that he never built a relationship with you, and maybe. Now he's an amazing man. If you t- talk to him one to one like that when, when you meet up with him that morning, he just he wants to talk and he loves it. But I just don't think he. I don't know. Maybe personal skills is a tough one for him in a way. He is. Jesus, he he will. Have, you'll have the best crack at him in the off season. Unbelievable. But for the likes of that, I don't know. It just seemed very strange that he still can't. Just. Let go. Let yeah. go. Yeah, he still has that kind of that 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 control that way. But um, that's really interesting. You would I just thinking of a manager that successful? I'd never think that they didn't have yeah. close bond. And do you know? No, Jesus, no one did. No, <laughs> no one did. And that's why 
you know, there's no hugs or there's no thanks or there's not this. But you know what? You, so you some, wouldn't ring them now if you, uh, you're, never you're doing in a management million years. now. You wouldn't ring them for advice on a team or... A not if I had nobody else in my phone book, bar his name, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh my God. And I wouldn't do it because I know he'd be looking at the phone kind of going... Why he'd is wait this you back. <laughs> he just, I just know and it's not out of I'd, if, but if he came in here I'd love to pick his brain maybe for 10 minutes but the strange thing is that you respect him and he's it, oh huge <laughs> respect don't get me wrong he's, he's phenomenal at what he did but it's just funny that you would never I, I don't know anyone that would ever ring him and I think it, it kind of leads on to why he you know he's kind of gone for DJ as a kind of a selector and maybe yeah not. so what do you think about that then DJ's now in with the Kenny setup for 2020. Yeah, I I think it's an unusual choice. I think DJ's the most phenomenal player I've ever seen after an old hickey. Like when you were a young person growing up, probably two years, would you have ever seen DJ? I would have, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was class. But DJ Amazing. was different, Gravy. You talk about TJ and all that, but no one had the speed of him. But then like DJ's been a manager of, of Carlo IT and he's been a manager of the under 21s. To bring in another manager is unusual. Like Mick Dempsey was a phenomenal coach. So to bring in a manager who hasn't, you know, the, the, the day of the coach is gone now. I'm sure with Anne Downey last year, she didn't do a whole lot of the drills. No. You know, you would have given that to Malali or, or to Brian Dowland there over the last, and Connor Phelan. But all of a sudden, to bring in DJ, I just can't imagine DJ doing drills and doing game-based drills. Could be completely wrong, but I just see him as everyone will ha next year will have the best touch in Ireland. But I, I just don't think it's going to change the way. I think DJ will be very much go along with what Brian says. I think maybe Brian needs someone needs. I was always thinking, you know, like Jimmy Marr there's gone in with the minors. Yeah. He would have been a phenomenal lad for Brian mm -hmm. to bring in. Someone with new ideas that has gone off to Clare, has a bit of experience there, who's won a minor All Ireland recently, has huge success as a coach. Um, like when DJ had that success with Carlo IT that everyone's talking about, like Mick Dempsey was still the coach. Yeah. So yeah. like Mick did everything on the pitch. He did all the strength and conditioning and he did brought it to the pitch. And Mick was a freak that he, that he in a way that. You know, when we were going on team holidays, he'd go off and look at the Sydney Swans. He'd go off in the Australia, the Argentinian rugby team. So he was constantly upskilling himself and he'd go off and do his own kind of private thing. But that's what he brought to it. And he'd come back and we'd have, you know, different drills and so on. But just to bring in DJ, I, I, I think it's an unusual choice. I think he'd be a phenomenal selector. Yeah. But I think it's also going to be um, a little bit unusual, the fact that his son is in and around the panel. Mm. And I, I think he had reservations about that. He yeah. said... But I think Ryan Cody just said, forget about that. That's not going to be an issue. Yeah, I, I think he said forget about it because I don't know who else would have went in with Brian. Yeah. I, Maybe see, that's what, what's happening there. Maybe, no. you know, he wants someone that's in to maybe agree and... Well, it does seem like it. Now, I think, it's, I think at, uh, down through the grades, Jimmy Markham with the minors is brilliant. I thought, I thought Kenny fell asleep for a long time at the wheel with uh, the people that they were putting in charge at certain times down through the years, when that golden generation was going on. Like, when you look at the under-21 section, we haven't won it in All-Ireland since 2010. That shouldn't happen in Kilkenny. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I look at, I understand that there are some good managers, and you, you come up against great teams, like that Clare team was a great team, and Limerick team was a great team that they lost in finals to, but still they should have had more success. But it's good to see Jimmy back in. I think Michael Rice is a phenomenal person to get in and Peter Barry at under-21 level. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know about the senior. It remains just, to be seen. Yeah, yeah it really yeah, does. Definitely. It's going to be interesting. And Grace, for you, and Downey was a, probably a huge influence from her playing days and then obviously managing this. And then she left there this year. Yeah. What do you think of that? Disappointing. Um, I suppose she came in after the dressing room after we lost the All-Ireland and she just told us straight away. Oh, right. <coughs> um, 
I wasn't surprised, um, but definitely very disappointed. Um, she's been classed like throughout the years. When I was brought in first, I was only 16, maybe just gone 17. And like I got the call from her. She was with us for, I think, two years then. Um, and then I've had a few managers uh, in between. And then four years ago again, then she came back on board. And like, she's incredible. Like just what she gives to Kenny Kamogi is outrageous. And even those year, those few years that she wasn't there, like she was still always in the background at the games, like always there to support. Like, and like she loved me on the pitch as much as we would. Um, and like, she's a tough cookie, but like coming in on the panel when you're young, she's kind of scary and you'd be <laughs> afraid to ask her certain things. And she does, like she gets that respect from everybody, but the more you get to know her, you, you see the soft side of her. And I don't know, maybe myself, I, I, I'm sometimes I'm brave enough to like ask her the questions that no one wants to ask, but she, she'll always give you a look, like a, a, a horrific look, but <laughs> she'll always try and help you no matter what. Um, and I don't know, she instilled a belief in us over the last number of years, like that we were good enough, but unfortunately we just came up short um and you would have loved to have have won another one for her Mm -hmm. and like David said earlier on about the five all Irelands but he hadn't played in them all the only one that we actually won I haven't played I didn't play in the final um so I kind of feel like I don't really have one really Um, yeah so it's disappointing now not to win one under her Mm -hmm. and like a personal note I suppose do you think that's what it was for it just was too much to take again this year when you just fell at that last hurdle yeah I just think like for someone like her it, it like she's putting her whole life on hold just to look after us because I know she's there every night at training but the stuff she's doing in the background is crazy um and I just think that she probably thought that it would be good for us that we would benefit from her stepping away because she was like I think you need some some new voices um but I think everybody would have been happy if she'd stayed on again for another year but is there anything, um, is there anything, just over the last three years, is there anything that you'd put your finger on and kind of go, that's where, you know, is there some little thing that you think, right, that'll get us over the line? I just like, think it's like... Like, like I know you've belief. got the gym, I know you've got the gym membership there and that's a great thing I just saw there on, on Twitter there last yes, week. with Spring Hill, which yeah. has been brilliant. Um, Brian, in fairness to, to him, um, got that on the cards, but um, I think it's more like a, nearly a fear of winning. Um like I, I don't know how else to describe it because like in the Ireland final this year and last year, um, on the day like I had so much confidence and I believed so much that we were gonna win and and not in a cocky way. I was just so confident in the group confident in the group girls um that were around me. But some people I think just maybe freeze on the day of an All Ireland final in Croke Park. Yeah. Um because we were definitely good enough to win it this year, but Galway just blew us out of the water. Um and they worked that bit harder, like, and I don't think that they were more determined or that they wanted it more because, you know, we all wanted just as much as each other, but on the day they worked that bit harder and they had so much belief in themselves that they were going to win. Yeah, like, the, look, like I've gone to all your finals there, um, but I think you were fierce and lucky the last two years, like even the, the couple of frees there near the end of a game, something can just switch it. But I, I always just think that, Kenny, if you win one, it'll just get the monkey off your mm-hmm. back, maybe, and you'll start be able to kick on and get that bit of confidence. 
But it's just, it's, it's actually hard to believe, you know, when you're talking about win that one, that, that they've only won one in the last 25 years. Yeah. It is yeah. nuts. Because mm-hmm. obviously I would have played against Kilkenny K- when I was with Dublin. But they're phenomenal. Like, Jesus, their abil- your ability is off the charts. The skill level, the speed, the physicality of it, it's very hard to match. And you are the best team. I still think you're the best team in the country. It's just, it's hard to believe how you're just not getting over. I'm not really making it sound any easier for you. But no, but I think it's probably like even the Dublin ladies footballers, they had a few years of that where they kept getting to the true, finals. Yeah. yeah. And then Mick Bowen came time. in and look, changed the whole thing up. So maybe <laughs> this year, yeah. you know, well, something like, fresh, something uh, new. The ladies footballers, the Dublin footballers, they lost three in a row. And yeah. they're after winning three in a row. There so you go. This is I'm your chance. On to that. <laughs> a little bit wise, of hope. Underage wise, what are they like in Kilkenny? Is there much coming through? Um, don't ask me that question because I don't know. Can we cut that bit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no idea. We're definitely putting that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually true enough because, but you know, sorry, just to, but you know when lads go, geez, did you ever see Jimmy in the minor team? And you're like, oh, I couldn't care less. I'm concentrating on myself and the senior team. When you're playing, that's what it's like. I think once you step away, you might yeah. you might see it differently. Yeah. But David, so you obviously were managing the the Dublin Camogie team, and you obviously played against Grace here. Um, at some point, did you have her yeah, man no. marked well that day? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to man mark me. No, they, they had so many players. Um, so we played played G. I could have been because remember I I spoke I was at a, a a thing with with Anne Downey, and she reminded me all right that it was. They'd beaten us five times in a row at that stage anyway. And then the previous <laughs> week, yeah, yeah um, they bet us again. But yeah, no, we, we lost an All-Ireland semi We got to the All-Ireland semi-final 2017. Uh, Kikini had hammered us in the group stage. And then we got to the semi-final. And unfortunately, I think we came up. I think it was, might have been, it could have been nine points in it in the end. They yeah, got a goal. we played really bad that day. <laughs> Should have been more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh God. That's it, Grace. Why can talk? <laughs> oh How did you God. play that day? Do you remember? How did I play? Yeah. Absolutely useless. I remember. <laughs> that was actually. I thought you were joking, but no, you weren't. You got to go in the I first minute was. and the last minute, and that was. But you, you were the better team. You just couldn't put us away. But we had chances. But that was that. No, they were brilliant. They they um. Yeah. No, they they just look at it. Just have that level up. Dub- Dublin are a little bit behind. There is the kind of Galway, Cork, Kenny. They're mm-hmm. ahead in 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 Camogie. Then I think Waterford were at least chasing the pack. You know, Waterford were definitely closing in there. And uh, but Donald Rourke's after stepping away, which I think is a massive yeah. blow to them. That mm-hmm. is just huge. He's a, he's after making massive strides in the last two years with them. But he's a he's a he's a wanted coach and manager and. You know, I'm sure he. I'll put in here, but sure. So were you. You made massive strides there with Dublin, and yeah, we did made you leave too soon, or what happened there? <laughs> no, we made. Look, we made massive strides year one, year two. Again, we qualified for the quarter final. We're very unlucky that we didn't. I suppose get an easier draw maybe against um, against Watford. It would have been a nice 50-50 game to get into a semi final again. And yeah, I just I, I decided that I was going back for year three with the girls. It was ratified. We told the girls on. Uh, you know, I, I t- sent a text message to the girls on Facebook. We we're going back, and that was that. And and the thing is, with with Dublin, you kind of only ha- you don't have all the best players. We didn't have all the best players in 2017. The ones that we were missing, we got it in 18. But then the one, but then like we had seven All Star nominations at the end of 2017. Five of them left um, to go off traveling and do, do different things. And then at the end of and then 
in 2018 we had another group that kind of came in but you were always nearly replacing them so we felt then heading into 2019 we'd have a great chance then of uh, getting them all back and there was good rumours that they'd all be there together and we thought we'd kick on and it was it was ratified in Dublin but then um, yeah bizarre look bizarrely the whole thing went to pot when uh I, my strength and conditioning coach, John Matthews, who I had, he was doing an excellent job. He was stepping away, so I, I was bringing in another strength and, strength and conditioning coach. And that was grand, and we sat down with the county board, and uh, I sat down with the, the chairperson and, and the secretary, and they were okay with that, or seemed to be okay with all this. And um, then I kind of got whispers that they'd, they'd signed a contract during the, during the summer. I didn't know about it. None of the senior management knew about it anyway, that they were going with... Um, a certain, you know, strength and conditioning coach, Philly McMahon's gyms, and uh, they wanted kind of the same person over all the grades. Um, but like at that stage, I had my new strength and conditioning coach, and I was hoping then to to kind of kick on with it. But then it kind of only became clear then that... So no, you hadn't been told any of this. I hadn't been you told were getting things in place for the next year. Yeah, and we were starting back. I'd been out in Abbottstown, and we'd set up the, the training camp and the, the everything. Everything was, was planned out and for the up until February at leagues and all that kind of stuff. So oh, we had loads of meetings gone on and, and trying to get everything sorted. And then I got a text message one day saying that we're not going to, that they weren't going to be able to, you know, I suppose pay for my strength conditioning coach and then another and another one. But I, yeah, it, it completely went, it went, it went sideways basically. And it, I was kind of saying, well, I'd like to bring in who I want to bring in. Like, you know, Philly's a phenomenal footballer. He's, he, he runs a very good business, but I wouldn't be getting Philly. I'd be getting, someone that Philly's yeah, employing that doesn't know that you know and I don't know him and I'd have no relationship and your strength and conditioning coach as anyone will know nowadays is possibly the, the he's in your top three as far as management is concerned you have to be able to trust him it's your head coach it's yourself and your strength and conditioning coach and you three have to work and plan together so if you don't know the person and all of a sudden you're just handing them over to him maybe twice a week for the whole year that's a huge amount of of, of trust that you have to have in someone and especially when it's not going to be the same person every week yeah so I just simply said, I can't work with that person. And they went, grand, so. And that was that? That was that. So they just went with... That easy? They it was literally that. I got an email to say, thanks very much. Cheers. We'll get everything. We'll get the documentation. We'll get, we'll tell, we'll get it signed and sealed that you're gone. So, it's um, a bit odd, is it? Did shocking. Was it yeah. It's like... Just because of the strength and conditioning coach. Just because now I, I like I put my foot. I didn't want to. They I suppose they'd signed the contract, so that was done. So I still felt that we had so much work to do. And again, I wanted to work with someone who I had built up, or who I knew and knew was going to be phenomenal. Well, Stephen Harold. That's a given. Normally, when you have a manager coming in, they bring their team or they yeah. decide who their team is. Yeah. I think that's a. Uh, look, I, I suppose there was change at all the other grades. I've done a 14, 16 minor spe uh, or premier junior. There was there was changes in all those grades. So I could see maybe if they'd have catered for all that, but they did obviously signed up the contract for everyone. Um, and I didn't know about it. So I, look, I wasn't I wasn't kind of diluting my squad for someone I didn't know or trust. So they were kind of happy enough. They kind of went grand. So and that was it. It was I'd say it was done within 24 hours. By, by before getting a text message one day and by the time we got an email the next morning to kind of go, thanks. I'm sure the girls are very disappointed. But then you had to kind of go back and say to them, look, at I'm going, but it's, it's but again, you, you want to give, like, for us, I felt that we probably could have, there were certain areas that we needed to push on. We had done kind of one day a week, 
um, we kind of done one one gym and two pitch, but I felt that like we needed to go up to two gym and two pitch a week. I, I felt like in Dublin we're a little bit behind um, on the hurling side and the the, the physical mm. development side of, of things, and um, I felt this is where we needed, and we we're going to go back in in it was mid October to try and get those extra four weeks yeah. ahead of everyone else and kind of really make a push on the league when you would be kind of on your team holidays and relaxing and, and well, I suppose <laughs> at that stage, what, I think, what's you, yeah. <laughs> but you, I suppose you, you, you don't go back really until January properly some years yeah. anyway, but we wanted to get those extra kind of two months, two and a half months on, uh, on the top three. Cause we felt that we were closing in. We're still making the, the knockout stages. Oh, look, it is bizarre. It, it's, it kind of, you know, when you, you look, unfortunately, they, they didn't get out of group stage. They brought a manager in for a year. I think the same kind of crack has gone on there this year again. They, they told him by email or it could have been text message that he was gone. That's just so unfair on the girls, yeah, I feel like. Absolutely. Nobody was thinking of them in that situation. They're obviously just thinking about the strength and conditioning coach, the whatever deal they done yeah. for all the teams. But I just find like There's those girls have put all that time uh, in. But but I can see I can on. see what they're trying to do. But I still think that if you're going to sign something like that, surely you know your manager or, or manager of the senior team should be involved in it in trying to have a discussion yeah. with you so you can actually see right is this actually going to work? But yeah, no, the girls have suffered hugely because again, then it's a changeover of management, yeah. and then when the next manager comes in straight away, they're thinking to themselves, well, I don't I don't owe him anything. So mm -hmm. I can actually step away. I can eat. When he rings me, it's going to be over a phone. You can just simply say no. And I found out myself when I went to Kildare as well. It's very easy for someone to say no. But that's the brilliant thing. That's the, that's the bit of the cleverness out of Kilkenny. They lost and straight away they just bring in Brian Dowling, who's the head coach there this year. It's just seamless. So Grace, Tommy and Pork are obviously your brothers. Um, I read there that um, you were asked what your favourite player was growing up and your current favourite player. And so you said for your favourite player growing up was Tommy Walsh and your current favourite player is Porrick Walsh. <laughs> oh, that was a pure piss joke. That was on something. <laughs> that like made me that. laugh. I hope people knew I was joking about that. Ah, no. Sure, they're great players. No, they're not my favourite players. Were they big influences to you growing up? Um, I don't know about influence. Um, I suppose I saw the commitment and stuff that both of them have given to the GA and I suppose it kind of um, brushed off of me a little bit. Um, I'd never really be asking them for advice or anything like that. I try to play my own game because I'm my own person. <laughs> I, don't, I used to hate talking about them so much because I hate being known as Tommy Welch this Yeah, too now right. I'm like... Thanks to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but no. now you're known in your own right, no, so you don't... No, no, uh, I, yeah. I don't know. Oh, well, you are, though. I, I used to like put loads of pressure on me. I remember I used to interviews for matches... Like, because when I started playing with Kenny, they they always asked for me because I was Tommy's sister and then Park's sister. And I, I could do it. I actually did one before the all Ireland and final against Dublin. And it would be playing through my head for the whole week coming up to it. And in my head, I'd be like, fuck, they're going to be looking at me now. I have to be as good as them. And I used to always say shit. And I still put it down that I played shit that day because of... How just the pressure of... So I try not to do them anymore. But this year I do loads because Anne just makes me do... I'm in Dublin. Well, that, yeah. I know I don't really put my myself on under pressure. I just yeah. read anything I do now. I don't look at it. That's the big thing. Jesus it. Christ, that's tough going. So you would have been worrying about these interviews after the game, and oh, coming up to the game, like going out. If any, like all our final day, would say the ones that would have been televised. I'd be like, oh, they're gonna be looking at me now, because and they wouldn't be at all. Like no, just in my head, I'd just got like, into like your my head. My parents probably would have been the biggest influence on all of us uh, as a family. Um, 
because, do you know, they just, they, oh my God, I'm after losing myself now. No, Sorry. you're grand. Take your time. Um, I suppose my parents probably would have been the big, big influences on, on all of us as a family uh, growing up. Um, and they instilled like a belief in us, like that made us believe in ourse- ourselves growing up, that we were good enough. And um, I suppose I am actually after losing what I'm saying here. So can we just... That was really say? good though. <laughs> it really was. I don't know where I'm no, going I know. don't know how many times I've done that on radio. <laughs> I started actually doing this thing where you start a sentence and you go, and then my inner head goes, you haven't a fucking clue where the end of this sentence is going. <laughs> Not a fucking clue. Happened. And you keep talking and talking, you haven't a clue what the question was. But you just keep talking. That's what like, I get to ask kid. questions because I, I wouldn't be going to the other side of it. I suppose my mother's very biased and uh, she she's very confident in, in us all and where my dad then on the other hand Joanne gave me play if you played bad you'd know about it because of my dad you could never ask my <laughs> ask my mom like how you played because she'd always say good no matter no matter how bad you played no matter how many goals your players scored off you um but they were definitely the biggest influences because um you could always go back to them for advice and um I suppose watching the two lads Growing up, like the commitment that they gave to Kilkenny and to the club, Tullerone, um, the effort that they put in was was incredible. And I suppose you kind of want to copy that and you want to put that same effort into your own team um, and I suppose build your own profile and, and show who you can be um, and not be someone else's sister. You don't, I don't try and, and play like any of my brothers. Like I mm-hmm. just try to be as good as I know I can be myself. Mm-hmm, definitely. And so growing up, you would have been quite young for a lot of the All-Ireland stuff. Do you remember them? Like Dave would have been playing in some of them. Like, yeah. were you, uh, do you remember well, going to Crow Park? I think I was about seven or eight, we'll say, when Tommy was first in with the Kenny team. I remember... I remember when I was 10 years old, uh, I was, I don't know what it was called, was it the Davin or the Nally? It was behind the goal anyway. Don't know the what the was called at the time. Mm. Yeah. My parents, they, I don't know, the lads only got, Tommy got maybe two free tickets at the time. So my parents went to the Hogan stand and we went off with, I remember Dick Walsh, uh, He's chairperson of the club at the moment um, from Tullerone. He's, he's a cousin of ours, but we had to go with their family. So it was myself, my brother Martin, Porrick, and my younger brother Shane um, stuck behind the goal for that for uh, for that match. And that's definitely my biggest memory because uh, it was the time Tommy scored that goal oh, against uh, Tip on, on Brendan Cummins. I think so. there was about four or five shots on him. It was, yeah. Um, and then eventually he got it in. So that was... That's definitely my first memory of being in Croke Park and watching Kilkenny, Kilkenny play and it was incredible to see. Do you think you watched then and said, I want to do this? Oh, absolutely. Like that's, that's when, when you're watching like stuff like that and you get such a buzz and such a great feeling, you're like, I want to be that person that makes the crowd get that same feeling that <laughs> yeah. you got when you were in the crowd. Um, so yeah, definitely. And so David, for you, do you remember your first time ever in Croke Park? Do yeah, it was uh, 1998. I was watching my brother was playing with the minor team, um, so they got into, a, yeah, they got into an Ireland and final and um, against Cork. Now they got badly beaten, all right, um, in the end. But yeah, though that was my first time. And then a year later, I was on the minor team myself. That was 99, and uh, yeah, that was my first experience. Because I remember walking out onto the pitch and just touching the crossbar, and then a steward came over to give out to me. It was a big, thick wooden. <laughs> Wooden uh, crossbar uh, back then, but yeah, we played against Wexford. We hadn't lost a minor in ten years or something like that. But uh, 
We ended up drawing the game, but I'll never forget that because I was only young enough. I think it was gone 16 at that stage. And uh, I remember in the first minute, I just got completely overawed with the, the size of the stadium. And I found myself, I just started drifting out. I don't know what I was thinking or doing anyway, but a, a shot was taken in from 60 yards. I'd love to see it back just because in my head. <laughs> oh, no. but, it, but, <laughs> but I just started drifting out and next thing the ball no. went over and I went to tap the crossbar like, like you do. And next thing it dipped in and I saw it hitting the bottom of the crossbar, but it bounced back. So as I'm looking back, the ball's coming back that way and it was a Wexford lad ready to pull it into an, an, an empty net basically. And... Uh, Brian Murphy from O'Lockins. Anytime I see him, I say he's sick of it at this stage, but I'm always kind of wanting to buy him a pint. Um, he gave, hooked, uh, hooked the ball, or hooked your man, yeah. whoever he was. It could have been Desi Mighton or Rory Jacob, and the uh, ball was cleared. But I just remember at that moment, actually, <laughs> someone from the crowd <laughs> shouting, the keeper is shit. Oh, <laughs> no. Because, you know, it's minor. minor. But it's minor, but it, there's not too many people in the crowd at the time. I remember looking up to my left, someone goes, the keeper is shit. And I was like, fuck. So it was... Uh, so you, you think it was Crow Park and you sort of lost a bit of the... Yeah, you just it was just a few minutes in and you're kind of looking around, I suppose. You're only it's a It's such young a big lad. pitch. It you is. Probably... And, and that's why I wanted to go into the goal before the match, just to get used to it. But then, you know, you weren't allowed to step, set foot on the pitch because, heaven forbid, you'd... You do something to it, but um, yeah, no, that was my my first uh, first time playing in in Crow Park. It was <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. And the last time actually then was the. Did you win that day? We ended up drawing with the last puck of the game. We ended up then, thankfully, we won the next game, and and we never actually got to an All Ireland <laughs> minor final. We lost three of them in a row, but uh, or lost three the, the semi finals and stuff. We never got to a final, but yeah, my last day then was against Limerick in uh, the thunderstorm day in the All Ireland semi final two thousand and fourteen. So. Yeah, another baptism of fire, really, that day. But, um, yeah, it was good, yeah. There was, whatever the, the amount of years then, 15 years. But it's a phenomenal place. Like, it really yeah. and truly is just... You're talking about that, wanting to make the, the crowd roar. I would have had that for years where I just wanted to make one save. That's all I ever wanted. <laughs> was one save that was just off the charts yeah. in the <laughs> final. And you'd nearly build yourself up so much that I just... Uh. I could never do it. Never happened. And it just used to stick me. That's the one thing now that annoyed me. Yeah. That, that what do you have like five all Ireland nah, I just wanted that's all I wanted was one <laughs> oh one of those saves that I just wanted an all Ireland yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much to ask that'll do Anyways, yeah. Grace do you remember your first time playing I do uh, we played it was a league game against the Dublin against Dublin and it was just something to promote the game um, I remember it was on television I was playing cornerback it was under lights. There was no one in the crowd. And I remember going out to the corner. I rose up a ball and I was all on my own. <laughs> and and Dalton was just like like a couple of yards down the line. And I was like, right, I'm going to hit it straight to her. But I stayed looking at her, didn't look at the ball. Completely just missed the ball. No. Hit midair. And all I could think about was, oh my God, this is on television. <laughs> <laughs> Picked back up the ball and just hand-passed it to the person closest to me. I just panicked. That was my first time playing a Crow Park. Oh, my God. And then after that, probably would have been my first All-Ireland final. Um, but thank God then you did yeah. get that day. Because then the next time you played, yeah. it was an All-Ireland yeah. final. And so you, you probably know what? Like, I've learned over the last couple of years, especially the last three years playing, um, and... In the semi-final, we'll say the last three years that I started in All-Ireland Finals, I played in semi-finals be previous to that. And I was always so nervous going out and it never went well for me. And I was always nervous of the crowd and the cameras and everything. But the last three years, I've just like changed my way of thinking. And I always look into the, cr 
the crowd when mm-hmm. I'm walking around the parade. Mm-hmm. I embrace it. I see, can I, I like to see if I can see anybody. I don't go waving, but I just like try to take it all in. And I feel like it has just made such a difference to my confidence the day of a game. Mm-hmm. I'm a nice nervous, like the nervous you want to be before a game and you're just ready for the ball um, to be thrown in. But yeah, so now it's one of my favourite places to play. And do you think some of the younger girls may be playing for Kilkenny? Could you pass down that to them when you were going out for the All-Ireland or could you see I, it in them? Yeah, well, I've I've never really said it, I suppose, in front of the group. Maybe it's something that, that I should try pass on because, do you know, it wouldn't work for everybody, but maybe it would for some. Yeah. Um, because it is daunting going out when you're a young person playing on Croke Park um, for the first time because the crowd is there and it's something that you're not used to. Um, but yeah, something that we'll have to look at, I think. And obviously, the last three years, it has been tough to take, I'm sure. How did you feel after that final, say, this year, or maybe when it sunk in a few days later? Um, I suppose, like, obviously, at the final whistle is always so disappointing. 2017, 2018 were horrific. Um, and uh, I found myself, like, very, very low afterwards. But this year... Um, a good friend, someone that uh, was very sick coming up to the final, uh, brother Damien Brennan. Um, he was up in Vince Hospital where I work and I visited him, I'd say, nearly every day for about three months. Um, and he passed away the week of the All-Ireland final and it just put the whole thing in perspective. And when the final whistle went, obviously I was so disappointed because he put in so much effort. But at the same time, I was like, do you know what, it's just another match. It's a game I at still the end got of the to day. enjoy the whole year and I still have another, another year to look forward to. Mm. Um, so this year was quite different. I didn't allow myself to to have that gutted feeling like I, I have the previous years and I don't think I'll allow myself to have it ever again. Jeez, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. It mm. really is just the game at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, you know, we, we talked about, we spoke with Mick Dempsey moving on there earlier on. I, I think... The passing of Brother Damien there this year is just going to be such a massive loss. I, th- I don't think anyone can even quantify what he's going to, the, the loss he's going to be to the Kilkenny setup. He he was the silent man behind the scene. We pretty much, you're talking about nerves and you're talking about all these things that, that, that Grace has felt. We all felt them. I know everyone thought we were kind of like a team of robots just winning the whole time. Every one of us were going to, like, you know, from the Henry to Jackie to JJ Taggy, um, Jesus, Richie Hogan and Owen Murphy, Connor Fogarty. Everyone was going, was going to Brother Damon. He was a he was an incredible mentor to to every one of us. We'd go there, we'd talk about it. I suppose you know we we spoke there. What what you didn't have with what you had with Brian was a phenomenal motivator, organizer. He was an incredible manager, but that that I suppose that man managing skill that he he might have lacked or that empathy that he lacked. We went to Brother Damon for that, so he was our kind of a psychologist, but he was our silent. Psychologist. No one really spoke about it. I think until really kind of Jackie wrote about him in the book, and Henry mm-hmm. mentioned him as well. I think, but uh, he passed away that that week. But he's he's going to be such a massive loss. He is just huge. Like he's just he was a phenomenal man. He would have done anything for anyone, like any time of the day. And I'm talking not even the lads that that would have worked. There would have the, the players that would have been with him. I was lucky enough to know him since '97. Since he was, um, he spoke about again about about. Uh, about club, but I would have been in secondary school with him, and we would have won a Leinster Colleges. Now that's essentially we bet Kieran's in, in a final '98, but that kickstarted everything for us. Mm-hmm. So, and th- that man kickstarted it. We we probably had a team of about ten brothers, or you know, kind of f- it was five brothers and a few extras. Kieran's had a, a had lads from about six different counties, 
you know, it was just phenomenal. But he he instilled such belief. He he's just he, I'm just I'm delighted you brought him up there because yeah. I just think he is. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how lads can cope without him even in the back room. And how Kilkenny are going to fill that void because it is a void. So many of that panel, I'm sure there could have been anything up to. Jesus, any it could be, we just don't know. We literally don't know the amount of you could drive yeah. past his house and see someone's car and you're going, holy God, there. But then it was kind of oh nice to kind of go, right? He's actually he needs a bit of a small bit of help as well because yeah. the, inter, the intercounty scene has gone to a different level. You're talking about the, the wellness and mindfulness and all that. The lads are lads and girls. That's the one thing I, I kind of notice. Uh, it's everywhere that that there are people kind of suffering and they need a huge amount of help. Yeah. And the GPA has been phenomenal. But Damon for us was was incredible. The mm. GPA has been mm. phenomenal. And I know kind of just even from my own brief spell in management and, and coaching, only for the GPA, they have helped some amount of lads and ladies and, and, and down through it. And I, I, yeah, it's just... You know, you talk about Twitter, everything, just the whole it's pressure. the whole media side of it now. It's, it really is. You know, it puts a lot of pressure on young people. Absolutely. And, people, and no matter what anyone says about reading papers or Twitter, Jesus, I, I, I made the mistake of looking at Twitter before. I remember I was actually, I was dropped for the start, of, I think it was the t- 2013 or 2014 season. Didn't make, I wasn't playing 2013. 2014, anyway, played a game and... Uh, Owen had made, a, this is when Owen actually made mistakes. He was only young enough at the time. Now he's, I think he's Superman. But he's, uh, he made a mistake and I actually went, right, I'm actually going to look up Twitter to try and see, is anyone slagging on? Because yeah. you know? I just know they were slagging me each one of my time. They <laughs> slagged it up anyway. Are they doing and it lo- to him? I looked it up. Yeah, I said, right, to so see is anyone giving him, putting any bit of pressure on him there that way anyway. And I looked it up and he goes, they said, Jesus Owen Murphy's, is, Jesus Owen Murphy's very poor today. And then I was like, all right, was it? but even a dead Owen Murphy's still better than David Herity. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> That was my introduction to Twitter, and that was it. I wasn't on Twitter at the time, but I went and it searched this. It serves you right. serves me right, absolutely, yeah. So that was it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget oh. it. Never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But Have it's, it's yeah, it, it's gone through the roof, I think. It's not easy nowadays. I, I saw, who was it there? Mm. Just, deco- was it Jack McCaffrey just wiped off social media there kind of just for the year in yeah. the run up to the five in a row and stuff but no, even if you're not trying to look for something something will be said and I always think it's funny for players you know you're looking up Twitter afterwards and they tag the person in it yeah. mm. like at Grace Welch had a this <laughs> game thing. you're thinking Why? Yeah. say what you're going to say like but you don't you know if you're slagging someone off behind their back you don't no. you know oh, you don't put them on loudspeaker and say it to them. <laughs> what would you do it then like on Twitter I don't get it but everyone seems that they it's like there's no fun. rules. They can just yeah. do what you like, especially Twitter. People write whatever they like. Yeah. It's, yeah. Whatever it's dangerous, like. yeah. But, it, but I'm delighted that, I don't know, for the, for the ladies, are they looking after them as well as you think? Oh, sure. The women's GPA have been incredible as well. They're always texting um, and they always have um, things on the side. Like if you do need to go speak to someone, there's always that availability. Um, and they're working really, really close with the GPA now as well. Um, and th- they're putting some good things in place. Um, so it's just kind of up to the person then, I suppose, that, that needs the help to go mm-hmm. and ask to for reach it. out, yeah. But it's vital. Jeez, it's brilliant to see that, because I know the lads mm-hmm. had it for years, but it's great that that's kind of really kicked off the last oh, yeah. few years there for the, for the girls as well. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. And you mentioned just briefly there about your job. So you're a nurse up here in Dublin. Yeah. So how did you balance all that between doing those long hours and um, getting a training? I suppose we do like uh, 12 and a half hour shifts. So we do three days one week and four days the next. 
So my managers and work have been incredible. Like I actually, I couldn't say enough about them because they've just been so good to me. Um, and I suppose we do now on the ward, just so that it's fair for everybody, we do kind of a self-roster system. Um, so you just put down the days that you want to work and they don't want to work and it works out really well. And if if there is ever a day where train has changed last minute or whatever it is and I need to swap like my managers they'll just do it no problem and like I couldn't thank them enough and uh, I could never leave the place because yeah. <laughs> like uh, you feel you owe yeah. them something now <laughs> but um so I I usually work on a Monday drive home Tuesdays work Wednesday drive home Thursday work Friday go home Saturday then and maybe work the depending on if I have a four-day week or not and um, right. so it's a lot of traveling I don't have much social life um the only people I see are my, are my niece, my nephew, Finn and Pippa. My days off, like I'm, I'm home with Kenny, so I, <laughs> I just spend all my time with them. I'd, they'd no. be sick of seeing me coming because I'm like, what can we do today? Because <laughs> um, you know, all my friends be working, my housemates and stuff. So um, it's hard, but you know, like I can't complain. It's my own choice. You love it. Um, so yeah, I do it for the love of the game, I suppose. Yeah, it's hard. Obviously, like being an intercounty player. And then trying to balance, you know, to have a career, like almost like we're talking about today, today's game, it's gone very, like almost professional, Yeah. you know, and how people balance it. I don't know. What was it like for you, David, when you were playing? It's exact- Teacher. Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> is that a she blow? Is that a low blow that. here? <laughs> they don't even work. What, three, three hours a day, is it? Four? <laughs> Summer's off. Breaks, down to about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I tell the kids not to take off their jackets anymore. So in. <laughs> <laughs> the revolving door and straight Out the back door. again. Yeah, no, it's handy. But um, yeah, no, yeah, teaching did it did look at it was extremely it is extremely handy. And that's where most of the The GA players do it. Yeah, and that's again there's been a serious influx that you're either a sales rep or you're a teacher. That's pretty much what every intercounty player seems to be nowadays. But um yeah, you'd finish at half two, you'd we'd go through the routine, I'd drive straight out to the putching still, I'd have my pillow, I'd the seat back I'd sleep there I'd meet up uh, have my little nap there I'd have soup and a, a roll then I'd meet up with could be Richie Hogan or Paddy Hogan Richie wouldn't talk to you for the next 40 minutes because he's <laughs> odd as bejesus <laughs> then uh, we'd get down the road then and yeah we'd Richie Power Cha Fitz we'd all meet up there for a while and uh, yeah and then go to training and back up again then. but it was just yeah it was just something you got into you just had to get into a routine, routine. Of, of, of having your dinners cooked at the start of the at the start of the week, but even I, it's it's good practice for the rest of your life. I know on a Sunday is my cooking day. I'll um, I'll cook myself five omelets. That'll do me every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That'll be that for for school. Same with dinners. I just have everything planned out now, so I can't remember the last time actually. <laughs> is that so what you do? It's all great. <laughs> I try. You just had to have everything kind of meticulous, and you just you're training, but you're in a bubble. But it's funny when um. You know, spoke about when I when I did decide then obviously I was retiring and after that conversation with Brian, it was like a weight off my shoulders then, kind of just the pressure of it. Mm. Just you know, it, some things sit easy with you and don't. I, I always kind of knew I was a better I'd be a better manager. I was always a better manager of other people than myself. That if I saw someone injured and they were on I can remember one day Connor Fogarty had a broken leg, um broke a bone in his leg and he was on the treadmill because he wanted to keep with one leg, like just trying to keep it going. I was like, would, would you not rest? Like surely, you know, and he, he was like, no, but I was like, but you should be resting. But then, you know, but a year later, the same thing. Yeah, that, that, that's 
I, I you know, had an injury and I should have, and I was told to rest, but I was like, no, not a hope. Like, no, that was just, just yeah. ridiculous. But I couldn't do that. But nowadays, it's kind of grand to bring that experience in. When you see certain lads out in the field, they might be pucking a ball. They could have bruised ribs, something simple like that. But you're kind of going, just relax. You're not going to do yourself any... Better by coming out here tonight. By trying to force it there tonight. No, mm. so, but, so you kind of, you like that bit of experience, but I wasn't, uh, no. So I, you always seen yourself then as a manager? Yeah, but I think as a goalkeeper, you spend your whole game just watching as well anyway mm. and just seeing what's going on. And you see that your man is playing well or not playing well or he's not, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. And you're, you basically spend the whole day... Organizing. Organizing. Managing, yeah, yeah, from the back. Like mm. that's, uh, you know, I, I wasn't... A, there's certain elements to a goalkeeper, but I, I found that uh, like my best attribute, you're not, not going to see it at Lake Regale about lad organising the backs, but <laughs> there's not a whole lot of shots came in at me because I, I was good at shouting and roaring. Um, that was That's why you didn't get to make that big save. That's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah. So that, you just organise and you make sure that that was right. And you're kind of, you are kind of on the periphery the whole time of when the match is going on. You'd finish a game and... Everyone else is celebrating. You're just kind of going, you know, I haven't done a whole lot. I've taken a few puck outs and stuff. Like mm. I've finished all Ireland. Very there. hard on yourself. Yeah. I've finished all Ireland and not felt. Are very important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not back then. You just drove as long <laughs> as you could, and anyone just caught him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I honestly have finished all Ireland and felt nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Running around the pitch. But the same as managing now. What? I could what, what? You, you finished the game. You're on the pitch. You're the in game. Crow Park. I'll never and forget it. Running around. And it, unless it's a perfect game, I will not be happy at all. It's playing it. That's why I, I think I kind of gave up. I was never happy with anything I did. So even if, so just say we win the, the match in 2011, I'd let in a goal I wasn't happy I let in with. I remember running around with the cup and feeling nothing. And, and just Because you're annoyed at yourself for I'm annoyed that at myself, goal. yeah. It's not, I don't know what. Or that you've no heart. <laughs> no, we'd finish a match, but just say we'd finish a match and we'd win it. But just 10 minutes later, even, geez, a minute later, nothing. People would be celebrating. I just wouldn't, I don't, I don't. Is I that don't just because you're hard on yourself criticizing the game? If you had a great game there and you were running around, you think you'd on top of the world then? No, I don't. It just, it's just something that it, once it finishes, it finishes. I just. Okay, so you're looking at more like that's done now, lads. We're on to the next one. Kind of, yeah. Okay, I just want to keep kind of keep going and, and yeah. keep moving on to the next thing, but it's uh, I don't know. I have seen other kind of sports people talking about that as well. I remember seeing Ron O'Gara, and it, and it kind of it relaxed me a little bit. I don't know what he was talking about, but he's very hard on himself, and he goes, he just doesn't enjoy the winning. He just or didn't enjoy it. Didn't enjoy what was going on. I don't think I ever really, really enjoyed it. The, just the whole thing. I don't yeah. think I did, but That's but mad, I always I always yeah. I always fooled myself about you know you you'd start the just say you'd win in All-Ireland and then at the start of next year you're like my god if we actually win the All-Ireland this year I am going to drink for six <laughs> months solid I, am ne I just won't sleep it's going to be the most phenomenal six months and then the semi-final like imagine if we win it's going to be crazy and then you win the All-Ireland you're like that's it you that's know it. <laughs> it was that don't get me wrong oh, yeah maybe that's like a thing of even career-wise or anything you're always hoping to get there to get yeah. there and you're like putting everything in and you want to get to this point and that's your aim and then you get there. Like my dad said that to me one time. He said the best fun he ever had was like trying to get to the yeah. highest part in his career. And he said when he got there, he was like, oh, crap. Yeah. I didn't realize that the best times were behind me. So maybe it's that sort of. Yeah, I'd be the complete opposite of that now. Even the. Certain people I are, say yeah. that like I, I didn't feel like I'd won in All-Ireland. But the like the feeling afterwards was still incredible. Like because the oh. girls, I think maybe it was because I was so happy for the, the girls. Yeah. Like. 
2009, I still remember underneath the, the players' bar afterwards when you get the players' bar for about three and a half seconds. We, before. we don't get that. Why, where's yeah. this? In Crow Park, yeah, you get the players' like, bar? They kind of go, come on in here and have the drinks. And then they go, oh, time's up. And then they pull down the shutters. <laughs> oh, this is in Crow Park? It's in Crow Park oh. underneath. You get a pass and you go in and you eat. You're so kind of hyped up, you get one bottle and you start chatting and then you just pull down the shutters. But technically, <laughs> they've given you a, a free bar. The, but I remember sitting there with Noel Hickey and we there was cocktail sausages and sandwiches and he was just kind of, because he wasn't playing that year. And he was just like, you know, what do you do? Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, let's just, just keep eating, Noel, and you keep drinking and that's pretty much it. We're doing but this it, for six but months. <laughs> but everyone else, like, they do get the, it's yeah. funny, like, you, you could play, you could play every minute all the way up to the whole year, but if you don't play the final, it's just a little bit different. Yeah. Mm. The final is just, it's funny, they just don't recognise anything you've done. just been there for the final whistle, like, and just... Yeah. But it, look, it's, you have unbelievable sessions afterwards. But I think you just, you enjoy the session because you're, you're with the lads, but I don't think, I never connected back to the actual yeah. match or anything that's gone on. Mm. Then sometimes, I don't know, maybe you don't appreciate, I definitely have never sat down and really appreciated what I actually did. Like I yeah. know you're saying you're giving up all your time there. Like it's, it's really ridiculous the amount of time and effort you put in and, mm. and what you do put on hold, but it's, it's fantastic. Like the, the rewards are huge. Like you get a chance to play for your county, I think is, is still phenomenal. The chance yeah. that you get to play in All-Ireland in Crow Park is unbelievable. And for, like I know now, I'd give my left arm to get back to where you're at. Yeah. But yet I didn't appreciate it. At and the I, time. I, but yeah, I guarantee maybe, you, yeah. if I got back and got into an Ireland and won it, I'd still be like this again. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I still fool myself though, it'd be unbelievable though. Cold. Yeah. <laughs> Soon, anyway. So you enjoy that challenge maybe, because they're, they're not known for their hurling. So you like that challenge of you know, trying to build the lads, build the county, build hurling. I would, yeah. No, I, I, and... Um, yeah, because I, I can see the potential in them. I would have seen it a few years ago when we had played against them in the colleges. I was I was involved with Trinity at the time. And um, yeah, I, I, there's no doubt about it. The talent is there. I do love an underdog. I would have always kind of seen myself as one. Um, so I, 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 that's exactly a team that I can see that I can Im- try and improve mm-hmm. and that actually care about what they're doing and want to make strides and can have the uh, ability to make it. But, you know... I see with them that they, they definitely have that chance. That's why I, I, I went for it, to try and actually go along and, and see can I improve things. And uh, slowly but surely we're putting, we're trying to build a profile. It's, it's a slow enough progress, but hopefully, you know, with a bit of extra success there this year, if we can get them back up into, like I say, in, in two-way, that's what the main aim is. We're going to be back, going back in the next couple of weeks. There's, thankfully now this year, we have a panel of 35 already. Last year, you know, it was a struggle to get that panel. But we have, and the lads are hungry and eager to get going with it. So it's, um, no, it's, it's usually, um, it's, it's challenging, but it's usually rewarding. I love playing, working with the lads. and working with the county board as well, yeah. Brilliant. And Grace, for you now, what's next? 2020, is it to push on and get that All-Ireland? Yeah, well, hopefully anyway. We're not going back till January now, so we have a nice little bit of a break. So we're going to definitely make the most of the break. Um, and looking forward to the to the new setup. We've uh, Tommy Sheffin is coming in as a coach this year. Um, so I've never I've never met him. I've never um, I've never trained under him or anything. But I've heard nothing but good good things about him. So um, that's something to look forward to. Um, and I suppose disappointing that Anne is gone. But can't forget Lee Megan either. He was one of our coaches. He does all the winter work with us. Um, <laughs> but he has been incredible as well um, and we'll definitely miss him but definitely looking forward to 2020 um, and hopefully we'll be lifting the Duffy that's it 
Positive thinking. Yeah. And so if I had to ask Bodie, is your favourite player you ever played alongside with? Mine's Noel Hickey, without a doubt. Yeah, it's... Um, he, I, <laughs> no play, hesitation. No, no, I've played with him for years. He was um, from from school, club, college, all the way up there to, to obviously inter-county then as well, but he was just a different gravy. He was an absolute... His, his nickname is The Bull, but he was just phenomenal. He'd kill anything that had come through. Um... I crossed him once ever, and he barked back at me, and I just that was that was my biggest mistake ever. I came out to him, but he, I've he was just immense. He was the reason why I was as uh, I was as successful as I was, and made the kind of the strides was all thanks to him. But I'd never seen anyone that that was so psyched to just win every single day, and he could bring he, he'd motivate anyone as well. I just thought he's such a born leader, brilliant. Tommy was phenomenal as well. JJ, two brilliant lads, but just no hickey for me every day, all day was brilliant. Good stuff and Grace. I actually I couldn't pick one. <clears throat> there's I'd say there's so many on that team like that I just love playing alongside. Um, I genuinely couldn't pick one person. Even growing up, was there someone that you always looked up to? Um, no. Even if it's on the men's team. I know. Well, on like on the men's team, JJ Delaney was yeah. definitely my favorite player because he was just class and he was so like quiet about it I don't know um, there was just yeah, something about him like he was just incredible growing yeah, he's up. the most genuine honest lad you'll ever yeah. meet he is different no he fuss a, about him none no. whatsoever no he's, he's such a if you had a problem now you'd ring you, you'd, you'd give him a shout as well but yeah no he is he's brilliant and he is a future manager I think as well now I think he just has the head for it you see him in there with Sky but he's a great lad <laughs> really and truly and we'll finish up on this one then so David obviously You've did it all and you're going on to management and stuff now. What advice would you give here now to Grace? Maybe if you're looking back and what would you have liked to have been told maybe at her age? Um, to just relax and enjoy it. And I, uh, to relax, I suppose, is probably the biggest thing. Um, to not be too hard on yourself. Like, try and focus in on the positives as well. Like, you know, not every game is going to be... It's not going to go exactly what you the way you want it, but just to focus in on the positives. I just think there's there's enough kind of negativity. I don't. Know, I had a kind of negative landing this, the side of my shoulder there, saying stuff to me the whole time, and um, I just felt that Jesus, you just need to try and keep it as positive as possible. You're obviously doing plenty of things good. You're obviously you've won an All Star. You've played in All Ireland finals. You know you're you're one of the probably first names on that Kilkenny Camogie team, but just to try and focus in on the positives and just keep, as I kind of say anything, is, is to try and strive for strive for perfection and hope that you reach, reach excellence along the way. Just keep pushing yourself on the whole time, but just find new ways of actually trying to get better, but at the same yeah. time, focus on the positives. Brilliant. That all right, Grace? Yeah, that's a <laughs> bit of advice. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you.